for salutations to the state house as well. All the generals, all the leaders, all those who love God and love people that are watching today. That's the old definition of 1111. The first commandment is just one, and then it's another one, if you get what that means. Love God, love people. So this is the commonwealth of those who love God and love people. This is, this is the commonwealth of the nation family. Love God, love people. And that's the commonwealth. Yeah. So it's not just, it's not brilliance, it's not intelligence, it's no, it's love God, love people. That's one on one law. It's not two laws, it's, it's actually one, but two. Okay, praise God. <laughs> uh, amen. I bet this, uh, the Abraham and Moses combination, wow, that's a powerful combination though. <laughs> Praise God. The book of Proverbs was a letter from a father to a son. It tells the son how to live an excellent life. It didn't take him through the rudiments of the basic lives of basic people. It writes to his son as a prince, and of course, a mother also to a son. They write to their child as prince, not as common people. I believe that the start point of life is when life really starts, it's when we come to a place where we realize our basic start point. It takes us a lot of time to do that because there are so many factors, so many factors from our childbirth, from the time we were born as children, so many factors from parental holdbacks, so many factors from religion as well, if you got into one, and it doesn't matter what the religion is. It could be Christianity, it could be Islam, it could be non-religion. Non-religion is also a religion. And so all these factors give us a bad or a limited, let me use the word limited. Good morning, Mommy Hambars. Good morning, Ma. Thank you, Ma. It gives us a limited, um, a limited start up in life. It's just like someone starting a business with a million and another starting with a pound or a penny. It's not that they won't get where they need to get to. If they are all clued on the same way, the million will get faster there because it has more capital. So I think I've always said this, that most of us in life, including myself, 100%, we started off with a minus, a minus startup. A minus means that when you are likely going to just be in deficit all through life because we most times pay for what our predecessors have not paid for. Our school education, it was a payment for what our predecessors did not pay for. Our, so everything that we do is likely going to be trying to keep up for what the last generation did not do. But here, um, the king writes to his son, they both write to their son. The parent writes to the son on a very advantaged background. Now, why, or startup, now why is God going to allow this to be in scriptures? It's very simple. It teaches us and it tells us our startup. Let me just use a scriptural reference for that first of all. You know, Jesus was saying to the disciples when he saw John, he said, there's no one that is great as great as John. 
He said, but the least in the kingdom is greater than him because kingdom is a completely different way of thought. Kingdom has nothing to do with the color of your skin, um, your limitations in school, when you were in school, what your teacher told you. No, kingdom is a new set of life because to enter the kingdom, you must be born again. Being born again there, let's take it out of the spiritual context and let's fix it into everyday life. It means you're a completely different person. And, you know, one of the things that I think I'm discovering just about time to be 40, and I want you to hear this. Now, I was saying this jokingly to some of your sisters yesterday. Um, that no, Yeah, about to be 40 minutes. I know I'm 40 today, hopefully, um, depending on what happened to the best certificate, I don't know. But about to be means that from my 38, 39, as I'm about to be 40, one of the things that I started discovering is that people can keep the same mindset. If you never do well in life, and God forbid that, it is going to be the mind. It is so powerful. So, and how are you discovering that? Someone asked me. It's very simple. It's like I meet people, some of the people who are older that have been with me for 10 years. And some of the things they say back to me, I'm just wondering, how have you been here for 10 years and you still have this kind of thought or mindset? Even And this is not bad mindset. It's not like, oh, she's saying, oh, I'm going to go sin or something mad. No, it's just the way of thought did not change. And so sometimes I'm wondering, are you saying that to me, Pity? Because it means you've heard me for 10 years. Even if you want to be hypocritical, you can't say that in front of me because you know how much I'm very particular and finicky about scriptures. So it means that you're not doing it out of spite. You're not doing it out of to be bad or to be rebellious. No, you just didn't hear So it makes me think, how many things do I not hear in life? How many things keep me by? How many things do I hear but don't hear? How many times have I listened but did not hear? Because faith comes by hearing, not listening. The faith for my prosperity, the fact that I'm going to prosper, and I believe you will too, whatever prosperity will mean, the context of your own purpose in life, um, it means that I can listen to the word of that, but I didn't hear it. And again, I think my campaign over the weeks have been that very busy minds hardly hear anything. When the mind is so busy, it's preoccupied with so many things. It pays attention to nothing and the person's life becomes nothing. Now, this is my strong campaign. And I think at a point you would almost be tired of hearing it because it's so real to me that I can actually look at people and think she's not going anywhere. And someone said, well, you're not God. You can't decide that. I'm not playing God. I'm just saying that by the order of certain principle that she doesn't hear, by the order of certain principles that some thoughts just remain there, and these thoughts refuse to be moved for some reason. They have a mindset before getting a set life. Now, these things are so concerning, and you can hear it this morning again and feel, you know, yeah, that's what pity preaches about the most, how to change our minds and change our lives. No, I found the faster way to even, if people say, I've been receiving texts about the programs, if people say, oh, you've changed so many lives, I do agree that it is only God that can change so many, that can change lives. 
And so I'm not taking the position of God. But look, God changes every life. And God is for everybody. But there are billions of people all over the world whose life have not changed. And the change of life is not just creating a comfortable life for us. I want you to get the gist of what we do here. What is my vision? What is my thought? A class, a set of people that can lead the world. And that is not, and I need you to hear this, please. That is not by prayer anymore. We should have outgrown that. We should have known that that is, that is more than, <laughs> thank you, Eva Shredder. That is more than prayer now. That is more than being superstitious or religious. It is more than that now. It's got to be a proper school. People who have actually taken the pen and the paper, that's their heart and their blood, to write. So it can no longer be, guys. And I speak to you as I'm, like I'm speaking to nation family this morning. I know there are possibly others that are not nation, nation, nationals that are watching. But let me speak to you this morning on the occasion of the 40th. With, with all the passion in my heart that what you enrolled for was a school, like the brother or sister said, it's a school of life. It has to be. Otherwise, we will all eventually get frustrated with religion. You know the religion, all other, not all other, most other Christians say you should practice, a church should look like this. Everybody gets frustrated with that eventually. So anyways, the basic start point, Proverbs, um, uh, the, the, the man began to write to his son, but he writes to him as a prince. And so my question this morning will be, have you seen yourself as that? And I'm not speaking that as a motivational speaker. You know, a motivational speaker will tell you, you know, be, um, just see yourself as a king, just see yourself as this and that. But there's no underguiding principle for that. Eventually that becomes frustrating because then you get into the endless hard uh, um, work of believing your word you're not, but you are actually. So what gives me joy is daily as I see people around me, I see their sharpness. I see them changing. I see them evolving. I see that they now know how to do this better and how to think faster. And my, 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 um, my conclusion on that is that as long as that can be sustained, what usually happens to people is halfway through tutelage, they get distracted. Mommy said I should come and do this. Daddy is calling. Um, my uncle's birthday. Uh, my niece just died. My nephew just passed away. So many things. No, you cannot do this life and another. You, you, the reason why a prince will not look for a job. You understand that? He has a job already. Um, it is to rule and to reign. I don't want you to forget that the first commission that Adam had was to rule and to reign. Let them have dominion. That's God's mandate to Adam. So why does God come to him in the cool of the day? To teach him how to use these things. But then his primary mission was to rule and to reign. Let us create man. Let us make man in our own image and after our own likeness. Now, that is not a special man. That is man that was made. So inside the man was that prince stuff. I don't mean you prince as prince, but you're a prince anyway, the child. Inside you already is the nature to rule. So why does he give us mentors? Why does he give us leadership to teach us representations of God, to teach us how to reign? Okay, that's, that's the word I'm looking for actually. 
The mentorship and leadership is to teach us how to reign and to rule on earth. It is not how to be spiritual. You're already spiritual. So if we teach some spiritual stuff, it is to make you aware of what it is. So you already have that. You already, man is a spiritual being in a physical body. Do you understand that? So how, what is spirituality? The one that Christianity might have tainted a little bit for us. Might have tainted it because we feel spirituality is, is going into the spirit. No, God wants man to be in charge. Do you understand that? So it is, what is church then? The gathering together of saints, they are actually the called at once. They are not just the isolated one. Called out, how do I give an example of this without going into our discussion yesterday night? Power is exclusive. I was discussing this yesterday. Um, Daniel was sharing his experience from Oxford University, came briefly for the birthday. Um, but the, their lives there is the taking of a person's life completely. It is not, it cannot study anthropology and the work plus whatever else is studying in Oxford plus family issues. You cannot do it. It's not. So when we came to the nation family, we understand now why it demands the entirety of our lives. At a time you, and I think this is what I discovered 15 years ago. At a time you get to a point where you, something has to take everything. It's not, you can't share that life. And Okay, I don't want to get too passionate. We share our lives with so many things, so we can't hear anything. We didn't hear anything because our mind is on so many things, and that's because of the disadvantaged backgrounds we are coming from. So, And I've used the example. I'll just stay with Coventry University. You cannot... There is no meeting place between Coventry and Cambridge or Oxford. There's no meeting place because whereas, this is why, it doesn't mean if you graduated from there you are inferior. It just means that now you can get into the real school. Now, because whereas they give you work to do and submit in two to three weeks, they give Oxford or Cambridge work to submit in two days, after which another is waiting. After we, so it is more intense. So we can go to church. We can also we go to church and we dress nice and we praise God. But then you come to a nation family and there are assignments, there are work, there are, there are things to do. It's different. And we cannot compare ourselves with others because the call is given us is nation building, nation leading. So it speaks to us, the entry point to the nation family is princehood so that you can become king. Do you understand that just now? I think the more we grow, the more we must understand. So I said power is exclusive, meaning that the ruling class is always smaller than the masses. The masses is not, and the ruling class rules the masses, right? And their job, of course, is to make the life of the masses better. That's why they must be exclusive and they must have more work to do. So one of the things you've got to do in your life this morning, and I know I say this a lot, ask yourself, how many people and issues share your mind? How many people and issues share your mind? You're just too young to have that many things in your mind because you are not an expert. Okay, so before you ever grow to a place where you have three things sharing your mind with you, 
you must have proven something. You must have brought solution to one major thing in this world. But here we are, we have people who have not brought solution to nothing. It could be big, it could be small in this world. That's why I use the word. So it could be whatever, but you've cracked something. You've brought solution. You Then you can say, okay, now I can think about this and that. But until then, guess what a life of many things on your mind will do? It will make you a non-entity. There'll be many things there. She thinks about her hair. She thinks about her makeup. Uh, thank you, Emma. She thinks about her makeup. She thinks about her hair. She thinks about her mom, her dad. Um, she thinks about the shoes she's going to wear, when it's going to be her friend's birthday. She thinks about how to... There's just so many things. You, you remember that talk with Jesus? Um, I think it's Mary or Martha asking Jesus, my sister is not cooking with me. And Jesus said, she's chosen one thing. And she said, you remember we did this in central London as a whole Thursday service. He said, well, she's chosen one thing that is important. Before you can affect everything in life, you must have chosen one thing. You must have become strong in one thing. So imagine a father writes and writes all the book of Proverbs just toward his son. And the mom speaks later toward the latter part of Proverbs. So what God wants to do with the nation family group, exclusive, yes, but again, you have church service and meet as a concert. It could be a concert, 5,000 people are there just to show strength of number. But the exclusive ruling class, the ruling class is exclusive. Again, that is not pride. That is not, oh, others are bad. No, no, you can't compare churches. You influence, you help, you bless, you feed. You understand that? So if you haven't put up that mindset, you will eventually have issues with the nation family because you're going to sit down there and say, oh, but someone does church like this. No, we can't afford to do that again. We must evolve. We must grow into not just knowing wisdom, but deploying wisdom. We must be the greatest class. I'm just saying this because it's 11, 11. This is my passion. We must be the greatest class of the best intelligent people that walk the earth, yet loving God, Jesus Christ, and loving people. And because our own, the demonstration of our own love to God will be providing employment to people because what we are doing, when he says love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, he means you expand your mind to the benefit of people. And when you benefit people, guess what happens? You glorify God. The love of God is not just going to be taking the Bible around and, and estimating, no, evaluating, evaluating people. Um, if she prays like that, no, 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 that's not how strong prayers go. Um, that's not the length of skirt. You know, Christians still argue if women should wear skirt or trousers. They are still arguing this when the world is providing technological advancement that makes people's life better. Medicare stuff that makes people's life better. They are providing, they are thinking about new leadership systems, yeah, that, that controls the whole, the whole world or a whole nation, banking system. The church is still arguing if somebody should drink or not. If somebody, if a woman should wear skirt or not. If, um, if what, what else now? If Spark Nation should dance like that in church or not. They are still passionate about balaclava. When the world is developing all manner of things, and it, it takes us breaking out of the mindset of slavery. 
And the, the call of God for you now takes you out of the social media controversy or world. Like that world don't exist, you know, and I've continuously pressed on people when checking your phone all the time. Oh, pastor, have you seen this? Oh, pastor, have you seen this? And I'm looking at him and saying, what, what have you seen? Because this won't matter in a few years. You'll be left to yourself now and ask yourself, have I brought solution to anything? You are called to rule and reign. You're not called to oppress anybody. You're called to rule and reign. And you see, the, the, the anyways, Proverbs 3, verse 13. I think it starts with, let me start from verse 11. And I would have loved to read from verse 1, but it's wisdom Wednesday. Let me start from verse 11. He said, my son, again, don't forget, this is a letter of a father to a son. He said, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord when you are rebuked, when you are corrected. He said, don't despise it. Rebuke is part of wisdom. Rebuke is demonstration of love, actually, guys. Rebuke is, uh, God puts people in our lives to represent him until we can understand his voice, Eli and Samuel. Rebuke is important to growth. And so he said, my son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor detest his correction. When the word comes and corrects us, we become wiser. When we despise it, we become more foolish. He said, for not detest his correction, for whom the Lord loves, he corrects. Just as a father, the son in whom he delights. Happy is the man who finds wisdom. So don't embrace the happiness of a fool. The happiness of a fool is temporary. Do you understand? I said happy is the man who finds wisdom. The happiness of a fool is temporary. The happiness of someone who has no... So how do we define a fool? It's a long definition. That would take us about two, three Wednesdays. But it's not just someone we call fool because we are hungry. It's more than that. It's deeper than that. Someone without correction. Someone without boundaries. Someone that, that just does what they will when they want. He has no vision because the Bible says that where there is vision, where there's no vision, people cast off restraint. When you see people without restraint in life, when you see people whose only restraint is the law, the law of the land, the only reason why they are not doing this is the law of the land. So they are free from 17, 18. They say you are free to do anything. There's no restraint. The most powerful thing in your life would be the fact that you can do this, but you cannot do it because you've realized purpose and destiny. That's when you are an, an adult. Yeah, that also includes sometimes there's a way to live comfortably, but you choose not because there's a call and you feel this call is more important. Do you understand that? He said, happy is the man who finds wisdom. And the man who gains understanding, the Bible uses the word understanding and it puts the word gain in it. So before you, I, I, God, I need God to really help me to, to say this, I mean, to, to, to articulate this. He puts the word gain and understanding in the same sentence. You want to gain something in life. You know, everybody wants to gain something from someone. They say, I want to make profit. Uh, the Bible says, the man who gains understanding, meaning that to gain, you must have invested, right? So how do you gain understanding? You invest thought. 
You, you are keen about thinking. You are slow to speak. I mean, yes, slow, slow to speak, quick to listen. You want to listen to every knowledge that is in town. You, you want to hear every advanced knowledge. Now, no, I'm not talking about gossip and stuff like that. If you are going to have three years of your life where you don't even know what the current gossip is, you're not going to be anything in life. Write that down now because you would pretend as if you didn't hear it. If you've not had three years where you're completely lost about what is going on in town, what people are saying about someone or what Kim Kardashian did in, in America, if you haven't heard so please write your home book to teach. I will soon. I've just been lazy. If you haven't had three years of shutdown, completely disconnected, yeah, from all of these things, you will not get anywhere. Now, people, you can deal me and, and argue that and say, that, 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 but just write it down. Write it down. And cross-check in case you're beginning to see the traces of it becoming true so that you can quickly change towards what is right. If you haven't had three years, some of you have been active since 17. Active. Like everything going on everywhere. Boom, 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 boom. Then you wonder, why are you not peculiar? It's not because you're not born peculiar. And don't forget, you, you already have reasons why not to be something. There will be people who tell, oh, yeah, you are peculiar. It's just your own manifestation is different. Stop it. No. He said, happy is the man who finds wisdom. It means wisdom is lost. It's not lost because it's straight away. Wisdom is not just something you pick on the roadside. It's not. Most things people call wisdom, they didn't pay for it. So it's assumption. Happy is the man who finds. So you have to go look for something to find it. It means it's not available. You have to find it. And who gains understanding? Look at that sort of thing. For our proceeds are better than the profits of silver. And again, than find gold. And gold is expensive. We buy and sell gold. So I know gold, gold is so expensive because you can go to Africa and buy for a certain amount. By the time you take it air, they stamp it, you take it through stamp duty, airport, blah, blah, blah. By the time, so let's assume you buy for 20,000 pounds in Africa. By the time you finish selling it here, maybe 64,000 plus. Why? Because someone has gone to find it. Someone has gone to refine it, stamp it, and taking it through a journey. But the Bible says here that understanding. So don't, don't let's fool ourselves that, you know, from the Wisdom Wednesday pastor did today or last week, now I've got understanding. No, you pay a price of mind for it. You don't become wise because you listen to PT. You become wise because you're willing to pay the price of understanding. But what should motivate you is that the Bible says that our proceeds are better than profit of silver. So when people ask me, and people have asked me before, what should I invest in? What's the best investment? I'll say um, um, uh, commodities, forex, da da da. So invest in wisdom. Because I've seen here that a man, and let me bring you to everyday life, right? I've also seen that there are people, people who worth millions. I still met with one of them here yesterday, worth about hundreds of millions, Jewish guy, Jewish with all the Jewish regalia and how Jewish people look. 
But why is the man sitting there? Why is he able to come here and sit with me? Pack his car downstairs, come upstairs and come talk. The Bible says that the proceed of wisdom is more, it, it said our proceeds are more than the proceeds of silver and gold. So let's say they trade property or silver and gold and stuff like that. You will still have to come and listen to me and talk to me about stuff because I've got the proceeds increasingly or progressively of wisdom. Do you understand that? So I've just said to you, follow examples, not just talk. Our parents are great people, but they can talk without the example. They can, everybody can talk. A teacher can talk. You have to carefully look into their lives and the Bible commands us to do so. Why? So that we don't get to a point in our lives and realize that we've religiously wasted our lives. I said, for our proceeds are better than profit of silver and again, than fine gold. She's more precious than rubies. And I know the cost of rubies, you know, rubies are expensive. But the Bible says she's more precious. These are not spiritual things. I don't understand why the church made this spiritual. I said, oh, it's spiritual, spiritual pre, um, 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 precious stuff spiritually. Why? Because in this earth, in this, it put us in this earth for a purpose. Anyways, she's more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. I love that part. You know why? I want you to sit down and think about everything you desire right now. Don't lie. I mean, you can lie to me. Don't lie to yourself. You know in your heart right now the things that you desire. You want to get married, right? Don't stop lying. You want a big car. And say, oh, it's packing the Don't care about cars. Oh, come on, man. You want a big house. You, you know the desire. So, but this is what I've been trying to say. When we say we don't care about those things, right? This is what I'm saying. Wisdom cannot, the, the precious price and the profit of wisdom. He said, no matter what you desire in your heart, however big your desire is, get wisdom. Get understanding. Pay the price of this. If you do that, you will realize that those things would just be natural consequence of those things. So, but what we do in life is that we turn these things upside down. We get possessed by our desire. Let me tell you, a person, why do we go to school? They tell us, they tell us that if you want to be rich in life, go and get education, right? You don't wake up in life trying to get money. You get education so that you can get money. You learn how to speak in English. You learn how to communicate so that you can get money, right? Now, it takes us to another higher school. It calls it the school of wisdom and understanding. And it says, look, if you went to school, either it's Cambridge or Coventry or, 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 or whatever other university, when you come out, you are assured that the kind of money you can make three years ago is different from what you make now because you're a graduate, right? Yeah? Because you're not a graduate. Why? Because you went to get some understanding. You, you've gone to get some knowledge. Yeah? So even in the earthly thing, you can understand that. Now think about now greater wisdom now. He said a proceed is better. So you see people dump wisdom and go look for money. That's why everybody wants to be a rapper. 
They dump wisdom. They say, oh, all this giving and sitting down, just hearing preaching, preaching, preaching. They will dump wisdom and they go look for money. Calm down. Stop rushing. If you have the knowledge, again, compare it to school. You went to school to make so that you can graduate and make more money. You went to school in search of a better life. Then it gives us a nation family. And in the nation family, it gives you not just a pity who can share thoughts of wisdom with you. It gives him results to show you that this is no strict talk. This is not just me saying things because I'm a pastor and I need to preach. No, this is the expression of our heart to say that how do you, there are about maybe three, four hundred people watching. How do you... How do you, and it's that exclusive class that rules the world. But the problem is, once you go off Periscope, we are back to the fools at this world. Thoughts, everything, start coming up again. But the proceeds of wisdom is more precious than anything you may desire. So I, I, I challenge you to write all your, your greatest seven desires. Greatest. And calculate what it would take you to make all those desires happen. Your greatest seven desires. Keep it in a secret place where no friend can see it. Yeah, in case you are ashamed of your own desire. <laughs> yeah. And then right next to it. That if I get all these things, the Bible says wisdom's proceed. The profit of wisdom is better than the gain I might have from all these things. Then what does that call you to do? You'll pay any price for wisdom and understanding. Any price. It wouldn't matter if you have to sit down for 10 hours. You know the days when the nation family used to meet and we're sitting there listening to the word for 12 hours, 13 hours. Some of you went through that and you're still here. It's the deposit of wisdom in you. And sometimes you've even forgotten all the word. And that's fine. It's deposited in your spirit. And then some people rise up at the point and leave that space because... Because it doesn't look profitable. What do those kind of people end up doing? Five pounds per hour, 10 pounds per hour. Because they don't have the knowledge for it. I started teaching in church, I think this will be at least 10 years plus. In uh, not Lancaster, in 87A. People were asking me to pray for them for a better job. And in those days, we didn't know better. We're praying for people for a better job, better job, better job, better job, better job. Then one day my spirit asked me, what does this even mean? If you get better education, you get a better job. Why are you praying for a better job? Look at her. You're praying for a better job for her, but her value has not increased. You increase value to live a better life. You don't pray to live a better life. God will protect us and give us wisdom and keep our minds sane and all that. But you want a better salary, you, you, you get into a better value system. You increase your value. We were not taught to increase our value because those our predecessors, parenting system, just gives us their own vision. Without understanding the price to pay for it. The national family from our giving system to our, let me tell you something. I told the pastor yesterday, do you know that um, people say, oh, well, you know, in your church, you don't do tithe and offering. I thought you would praise us for that. But anyway, you're criticizing us for that. But can I tell you something now? In case, because our pastors, most of them really don't like the Bible. Yeah, they like their experience and their own talk. Do you realize that tithe and offering was never given to a church? 
Moses gave the law to a nation, not a church of Israel. It's a nation stuff. It's nation. When Moses came down and started giving all these laws, it was speaking to a whole nation. In other words, please hear this. This is going to be important for you. In other words, nations are built from everybody's collective effort. They are built to create opportunity for everybody. But they are built together with everybody, but for everybody also to have platform. Do you understand that? A nation, UK now is a nation. You pay taxes, you pay all those stuff, right? To nation build so that the lives of the citizens can be better. So that they can live a decent, comfortable life. So the, the God's given system is dependent on the criteria of life we want to live. So we have the adults say, oh, they're just taking all your stuff. No, we create a life so much. So when you see a national member, she may not have a penny, but what she's exposed to, what is exposed to is different. She's exposed to something different, the kind of house, the kind of people. She doesn't have to have chicken and chips, but our nation is strong. And that is only saying that her life will be good if she keeps the trajectory. But it will be unfair in your generation to now, imagine we build a, we build a church and the only thing we built with the church is a physical building. And you should ask your pastor, who then owns it? It's the pastor. <laughs> so I taught a lot about humans. Better investment than real estate. Anyways, she's more precious than rubies and all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days are in her right hand, in her left are riches and honor. And all that and all that. So that I can stop. What did I, I didn't have, no pastor will, but it's the truth, sir. It's the truth. Anyways, I didn't have opportunity to much mentorship get into this country. There wasn't much. People, the pastors that we met there, then they were too big to even attend to someone like me. I was, what was I? So, and I understand mentorship. I understand that I just came to this country and all that. So I sent messages around trying to reach some pastors to please help me, please mentor me, but nobody replied. And I'm not holding that against anybody. Um, it's just that they are busy in their own world at the time. Most of those churches are now gone, have gone to prison or whatever has happened has happened. The normal UK story that happens to churches, big churches, which can never happen to us. We're 15 miles ahead because God is with us. But then Dr. Tayo and I've put him up on my page, pastoring one of the largest churches then, amazing church at the time, you know, he had time. So everything I see about him in master mentorship is just, it's just few hours together, by the way, the little I could get. And I learned one thing, and that's what I wanted to take out of this. What would you look out for a person to say that they are a good investment? Keep that question, Charlie. Um, I would answer it in a moment. 
the, that was the first one that told me about a book written by Malcolm Gladwell, and I'm not advertising the book at all. You may read it and not understand it, and most times you know what you do. You buy a book, you read the first two pages, then you say, yeah, I'm a reader now, and you never finish it. It told me tipping point Malcolm Gladwell, and I read it. I, I heard that in those days, I didn't know, I heard that in those days he used to meet with his pastors and say, look, there's a Toby guy that comes here. All the books I've asked you guys to read, you haven't read it. The guys finished this book and told me what's next. I read everything. Now, not just the tipping point every book he's told me. It was sure. The next time I came to I said, I finished that. And you always have to go with pen and paper. And it's timed. It's not just sitting down with him forever. It's timed. It's, an, it's a one-hour meeting. With pen, you already prepared your question, you already prepared everything you wrote it. The next time you're meeting, and this church then was more than 2,000 people, young people then at the time. But, but what I want to bring out of this is this. Please hear this. Mentorship gives assurance of success. This is the most important thing, and I'm dropping this today. Mentorship is what makes you know you will be fine, you will succeed. It gives assurance of success in their correction and in their instruction is your own assurance of success. Why? Because a master mentor, a true mentor, will not correct you if they don't think you have hope. There's no need. A grown mentor was gone through all. I'm going, I'm 40 today and I can look back and say, even if I die now, and I won't, I'm just saying, I don't think the next 40 years will forget me. And I've done that in the short space of time that I was given. But it's because I got assurance. Most times parenting and stuff gives us fear, not assurance. Most times it's fear. Fear of if you don't do this, huh, you see how you're working with those people. Hey, it's fear. It's not assurance. Real mentorship hooses out assurance because you will need that kind of fearlessness to face the fierceness of life. Life is fierce. Life comes at you at every point. Life does not let you climb the mountain. It pulls you down. It wants to strip you. And it brings all manner of people into your life who are envious, jealous, angry, and they want you dead. They want you broke. They want you to be like them because they've tried and given up mentorship, whose is assurance. So from today, you're going to have a new highs, a new perception and perspective to mentorship, a new perspective to wisdom. While you pay the price, you pay the price of time. You, you're going to have a new perception to and perspective to how you deal with time. You don't have much time. You're not just there saying, well, you know, I'm still young. Um, I can do, you know, when you live a whole day and you can't account for time, forget about the money you lost. The time you lost, you will never get back. It's like, you know, when you have 5K, maybe 5K or 10K on your hand, and, you know, you just spent about, imagine spending 100 pounds out of 10,000. You know, it doesn't look as if you spent anything. It's just that a week later, 
All you have left is 100 quid and you're thinking, oh my God, you didn't know. Now, money, it's obvious. It is obvious. So it's there. So you can quickly calculate, but you see time. That's the same way time is being spent and you just don't know. Yeah. You just don't know. So from today, and I would keep saying this, I'll try to say it in almost every service, until you understand the people on your phone book, and their purpose. All you've got is just a circle of losers. Wisdom will let you know how to manage time. How manage time is easy. Don't go and buy a big book on time management. You found purpose. You ask yourself, why am I giving 10 minutes to this? I discovered that in this new age, People spend more time on social media than they think because it's so addictive and so easy. It's so accessible that your art don't need to focus. You, 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 it's so easy. Um, how do I put this now? Your phone is next to you. So we spend most of our time in other people's world. But mentorship is where to put time because it gives you assurance of success. I've clocked something in this world, you know. It, it is the exclusive that rules. And what makes them exclusive is what they dedicate their time and their hearts to. And also, who helps them to do that? So it doesn't matter. Give me a 14 year old, a 15 year old. It's still the same thing. If their mind can be programmed that way, and they can know, they know that, I don't know. I, I, anyway, let me just stop with saying, I understand born again more now, looking at it from the physical perspective. It's deeper than just the spiritual thing. Hey, it's more than when you went to the altar and said, I give my life to Christ. It's a new creature, completely new. That's all I'm going to say this morning. Let me take questions now if there is any. What time is it now? Let me take questions. If you, Charlie, you said something about um, how do you know who to invest in? I've taught this to your leaders before. You first of all invest in leadership. I even sang the song, Someday You Will Believe Someone. Uh You invest in leadership first. And that's time. I'm not talking about money alone. That's time. The more you listen to leadership, the more you listen to solid sound word and you watch people's life, the more you do that, guess what would happen to you? You will easily, naturally be able to spot the next person that is listening or that has the ability to listen. Is Charlie still here? It is about following something and something will follow you and you know where to invest. Make your followership strong and your followership will be strong. It's always gonna be about who leads you that you invest into first. Do you understand that? You invest time, you invest resources, you invest, that's first point of investment, where you draw out from. And sometimes don't try to support people to invest in, just know that it will happen naturally as long as you are following something. 
So, because it's Charlie, when P.O. came in, because I was following God and I wasn't looking for people. I was never, let me tell you, I don't know. Again, I keep saying this. When people think, oh, Spark Nation will fall, this will happen, this will happen. I, I don't care. You understand? I don't care about Spark Nation. I don't care about what other pastors are looking for, fame, money, uh, big building. I don't care. I care about people. It's people. So if somebody misbehaves today or da da da, I try my best, but if they have to go, they have to go. I care about people. And so because I'm following something, there'll be people that God puts me in their heart and I'll spot them. So when P.O. first came, sitting in the office that day, I knew it was three of them standing. I'm just sitting there, listening to them for a minute, a minute each, and the other two were, were passionate, too. they were eager, they were, oh, wow, we're going to do this, that, that, that. But I was just saying, that's great. I was not trying to filter and say, no, you, yes, you know. As long as I'm following something, I'll see who follows it through. Now that's P.O. years after. Where are the other two? You know, that's the question to then ask. So that when I speak, it's not like, oh, you're trying to big up someone. No. Where are the other two? Good luck to them in life, but the last time we heard of them, still struggling. The same thing P.O. was trying to do 10 years ago, they were trying to do it. They were trying to do, they're still trying to do the same thing. 10 years ago, or seven or eight years ago rather, they're still trying to do the same thing. So if someone like me speak, I speak from that, looking at that. Anyways, are we gonna change the world? We are changing the world already. We are changing the world. And we must not be in a rush to do that. We must be well equipped to do that. So I've got three years of my life now from 40 to 43 studying just studying and studying more. And I say, how much more can a person know? I realize there's much to know. Just studying. Any other question, then I'll let you be. 11.25, we've done well. We started what time? Half 10. Half 10. Now, any other question, then I'm going to go. God bless you all anyways. Thank you for all the birthday wishes and all the love and all the care. You guys are the best to pastor you guys are amazing that's what i can just say you guys are amazing and it's beautiful so 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 the price for understanding is time not really the price for understanding is mentorship and mind focused mind because you can understand something now and sometimes it will take five years a truly the master mentor understands that when people are not understanding now just give it time but they can understand it now should they choose to I love you all. We are not arguing with nobody on the internet or stuff like that. I don't even know that word exists. I don't care. I don't want to know. It's none of my business. It shouldn't be any of your business if you have a focus right now. Apart from those who are in social media, PR department, if they have anything to say, we'll just go and support all the things that we're putting out all the testimonies. And I gave you a scripture for that yesterday. So can you choose mentorship or does mentorship choose you? It can be both ways sometimes. Jesus chose Peter and Cole, but you can also choose mentorship, but you can't choose mentorship on um, sentiment. 
Sometimes God brought mentorship to your life. For those of you in nation family, you already have family heads. Those are ultimate master mentors. Anyone that is in your career, you get advice from them, and you can call them mentor for the sake of it. But your family heads are your master mentors. Let me just keep it as simple as that. Now, how many of you have seen Pastor Buki's um, interview this morning? It's hot right now, yeah. And in another three minutes, and, oh, it's 3 p.m. Pastor Darius one will be up. It, today is so intense and powerful, and Pastor Sam at night. How many people have seen Pastor Buki's one? I wanted to go on YouTube and stream it live and send it to someone. Our job this time is to just send out the positive, no matter what they are sending out about us against us. My job is clear. Whosoever comes unto me, I will by no means cast away. The, a pastor, a leader, has no right to cast anybody away. I'm not a, an athlete. I'm not a musician. I'm not. My job is to absorb the bad, the good, the ugly into God's work. That's my job, guys. They say, oh, you're still with that person. That, no, that's our job. We take everybody in. And the church that doesn't do that anymore is no longer a church. It's a political party. It's social gathering. Our job is to take everybody. I don't give up on from Anne Robert to Frost. I don't give up. The only time you will see me give up, let me be clear to you now so that people can put this on if they want. The only time I will give up is that person that is doing wrong has to sit with me and say, Pastor, I don't need your help anymore. I don't believe in Jesus Christ and I'm always just going to be doing all my bad. That's what I choose. The moment they say that, I have to leave them to God. But as long as someone is trying to change, never. They can put my face and stamp it to the next arm robber. The only thing I will say is that on Calvary, Jesus was hung next to an arm robber. So when you begin to see your pastors and your leaders hitting next to the prime minister or these important people of the community, something is wrong there. Guess what they've done? They've locked up all the those who have default, they've locked them up somewhere. I said, don't stain my image. I don't care about my image. Do you understand? I'm already created in the image of God. I knew that thing would get online someday. I'm already created in the image of God and after his likeness. And there is nobody born of woman or man or any beast on earth that can taint that. Come, let us create man in our own image. And after our likeness, I stay in the image of Christ. And because of that, I have the audacity to take in everybody. So if they print something and say, this person is so bad that, that my job would be, are you ready to be a pastor now? And you should be the same. You shouldn't be part of those who are quick and jump up and say, oh, what a bad thought, because you don't know everybody's story. So you need to calm down and get people's story and say to yourself, yeah? So you let the protest in the UK, that is enough to tell anyone how length you can go. That is a pure heart. Thank you, sir. For young people and for the name of God, I'll do what it takes. It's not a matter of... Um, and people, 
people have been telling me, oh, you will change when you get older, when you do this, when you marry, you will change because you have to focus on your family. Let me tell you, not once have I, every landmark adult told me I would change hard. I didn't change anything. I just got worse because I love more. So that's my birthday message to you guys. It is love all the way, but the Lord bless you.